smartcast you are listening to a mint production brought to you by hd smartcast say you have founded a small direct to consumer company you also trade globally but you are facing delays in receiving your payments wouldn't you want to know what can be done to avoid the delay this is what we are going to talk about today hi welcome to why not mint money a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth so let's get started on your money journey hi i'm abhinav kaul and today we have with us prateek gandhi co-founder and chief operating officer of singapore based fintech company niam this episode is sponsored by niam hi prateek welcome to why not mint money how are you i'm doing good uh, it's a warm sunny day in singapore but happy to be here Great, Pratik. We'll start with the introduction of Niam. Uh, what does it do about its founders, and what led to the establishment of Niam? So, as far as Niam is concerned, the story goes like this. Uh, uh, you know, it's actually a little uh, unique as well because it, it turns out that Prajit, who's the you know the original founder of the company, he went to Phuket uh, in Thailand, and he was with a few friends, and he had to make a payment for the hotel, and he couldn't do it because the hotel refused to accept a credit card. uh and they were refusing and they only wanted like a cash or uh, you know some such like a bank uh, check or something and he didn't have either so and doing a bank transfer from india that's where he was staying at that time was very difficult so he had a friend uh who was uh, uh you know luckily from thailand and he had some local funds and he made the payment and you know prajit made a very simple deal with him that uh, prajit would make the payment to his bank account in india so so that was how he made that first payment but uh, that sort of gave him the idea that you know couldn't this be a business opportunity on how cross border payments uh, can be you know made a lot simpler and uh, so that's what started the process of creating niam now cut forward to where we are today it's a company that uh, is actually more b2b uh, business to business uh, rather than the the p2p or the person to person that it started with a uh, very global company so we are in over 30 uh, you know we've got 30 different international licenses um we send money to over 190 countries of which half of them are real time billions of dollars are uh, you know uh, run through us uh, in fact we are we are helping some of the largest banks uh, to the smallest smes to help with their international payments so let me just not go on and on and stop here <laughs> on the introduction Great. So, Pratik, when it comes to the payments industry today, it is dominated by a few established global credit card players with many solutions in place. What problems Niam is solving in the existing payments infrastructure? Okay, no, that's a good question. And you know, the first thing I'd like to clarify is that credit has its own utility because essentially it is allowing someone to make a payment when they actually have no funds in the first place, right? So, uh, but the payments industry as such is much larger and the one that we are into is the international payments aspect of it and there are some unique you know challenges which which afflict this particular industry uh first thing is the fact that foreign exchange is something that most regulators are super super careful about so let's just take india for example it's easier to pay a large amount locally than to send that same amount of money outside of the country because the amount of regulations and the paperwork one has to do is a lot higher when it comes to uh, an international payment 
compared to when you have to do a local payment and you know from a from a regulator standpoint it absolutely makes good sense because you know the country has to have a certain amount of fx reserves at any point in time to make international payments uh but the fact remains that it's a very tough job for someone to locally make a payment outside of the country than to make a local one so you know especially if you are an sme or an e-commerce company etc it becomes a lot tougher the other aspect is that if you want to pay at a, a forex let's say you travel abroad and you want to make a payment through your credit card you also need to know that you're probably paying a lot higher maybe if i have to put a number maybe about 10x of what it would cost if you were to do with something like what niam would pay right so it's both a factor of the ease as well as the cost which is involved when you know you're comparing it to let's say a bank which is trying to do the similar thing right uh, you talked about global trade i mean the uh, payment system in the global trade setup uh, in india uh, there are some issues with it uh, as in not issues but it takes a lot of time it might take 4 uh, to 5 or up to a week uh how are you leveraging blockchain technology uh to solve this issue so uh you know i think uh, blockchain is a is a very very important component of uh, you know how i think uh, the whole payments aspect would work but uh, blockchain of course i have i want to just clarify first is a lot bigger than just the crypto you know people think of uh blockchain and the first thing that comes to mind is crypto right so uh, i just want to make sure that uh, crypto is is only a small use case of the blockchain technology right. uh i know there's a lot of debate which has happened in the regulatory circles especially as far as crypto is concerned um but from our you know standpoint because we are a fintech and you know mm-hmm. there is a finance element to it um uh, blockchain is mostly related to crypto at least as of now i'm sure there are other uh, you know changes and the uh, uh, you know usages that we are looking for so we have launched something which is called niam crypto which basically is an extension of what we called banking as a service so basically think of it in a very simple way right so if any institution who has a very large customer base they want to offer crypto to their customers we can facilitate that because you know essentially we have done integration with an with a large exchange in the us so think of us as facilitators for crypto but i want to clarify i'm talking in you know to uh, to you and you are in india uh, obviously we can only do this in countries where this is completely you know regulatorily wise okay to do so mm-hmm. so in that sense obviously we are not doing this in india yet because there's still a lot of uh, question marks on this but you know we have in fact if i were to be uh, you know completely straight it's actually only started in the us right now the other countries in, including in the in in singapore there is a fair bit of debate which is going on on this right uh, your global payment and card issuance services are generally used by banks payment providers how are these solutions helping a common man so actually if you if you uh, you know just take it a step further right the these very banks that you're talking about you know the payment providers and the banks many of them are actually and they actually end up using niam's platform to make the payments for their retail customers i'll give you an example like the top 3 or 4 banks in thailand they all use us to make the payouts on their behalf so so they would typically you know assume the bank has an app right like uh, you know any of your bank will have an app which the retail client will use 
and then through this app when the retail customer wants to send a certain amount of money outside of the home country niyam is the one that actually finally makes the payment to the beneficiary in the other country so we of course do serve you know companies and uh, for b2b payments for supplier payments and all the rest but there are many other use cases where the underlying customer is actually an ordinary person so uh, you know give you an example we could pay for instance on behalf of a payroll company the underlying beneficiary is an employee which is an individual so there are many such use cases where the you know the common man as you called it is actually getting benefited because of what we what we are offering talking about the company niyam is singapore based what are your business plans in india right so we actually had a pretty good uh, business for uh, you know people who want to send money outside uh, of india for maybe student uh, fee purposes or you know travel purposes etc but uh, late last year uh, maybe about october or so of last year we acquired a company which had an ad2 license which actually allows us to be a principal issuer of visa and mastercard in india so i'll explain to you how this actually helps is that let's say so far we could only do remittance business out of india but we were going through what's called an ad1 bank which is like any other bank that you know hdfc or and icic etc are all ad1 banks now we can use our own cards with our own what's called a bin which is basically a you know the identification number so example if an entity let's say hindustan time wants to issue a white labeled hindustan times card to their employees for travel purposes we can actually do that uh, for them so uh, and and that is what the ad2 license allows us to do so we don't have to go to a bank you don't have to go to a bank which will take a long time to provide a similar service we can actually do it in a much quicker way so our own branded cards are in fact uh, uh, you know which are basically prepaid travel cards which are not very uncommon but uh, we are launching our own prepaid cards sometime in may so let's say if you want to travel to uk or us or something you could uh, you know carry our cards which is you know branded niam forex um and you could you know sort of make a payment uh, in any part of the starbucks let's say in the us or you could go to an atm and withdraw funds etc etc so the other thing which uh, you know is is pretty big for us is the fact that uh, we actually help exporters to get their export proceeds from another country collected right. and then remitted back to india so there is a program called the opgsp uh, uh, which is actually a great utility for exporters because their other choice is to use uh, the their customers uh, to send it via the banking channels which is super super expensive so you know that's the kind of stuff that we are doing in india big plans for india uh, you know in the times to come so india's payments industry is among the most advanced in the world given this what major trends do you see in the payments industry no firstly i have to tell you that you're absolutely absolutely right having seen a bit of uh, the payments in quite a few countries i completely agree with you that india has taken some super decisive and important steps to enable payments but let me let me stop the congratulatory stuff here because you know firstly it is restricted to domestic payments right so let's say you want to make a payment an instant payment via imps or nft uh it's super simple it's instantaneous right but again like my earlier point trying to do this uh, internationally is very tough so um, i had in fact uh, written an article about uh, you know what the major trends 
uh, are coming up in the payment industry and especially with a view to India. One of the things which uh, you know I had talked about is the fact that the buy now pay later uh, element is becoming very popular and uh, uh, the second thing I had talked about is the fact that uh, crypto companies in general will become more mainline and how they'll work with regulators uh, to basically uh, you know make make life simpler for both of them right so uh, how SMEs for example which comprise 90% of the total global business will drive some of these improvements etc one other thing I want to talk about is the fact that how real-time payments uh, is is going to become the norm for any kind of payments right uh, and how somebody like us is actually facilitating that. So it, it's almost like if you remember in the in the years, perhaps, uh, you know, many, many years ago, uh, how one had to wait for telephone lines, right? And now communication is so much easier. Everyone's got a phone and maybe a couple of them. <clears throat> so uh, I think people will expect payment rails, uh, whether domestic or international, to be instant. And let me do a quick sales pitch here, <laughs> Niam does real-time payments in over 85 countries in the world. We talked about crypto and innovation. India has recently brought in stringent taxation laws on crypto. Do you think this will stifle blockchain innovation in the country? So, um, so as I said, I mean, I think crypto, uh, in my view, because it's a new technology, there is every likelihood, uh, I mean, in the world that it'll be used in the best possible way. And it'll also be misused by certain elements. Let's just face it, right? In that respect, if the government wants to ensure that the common man does not get harmed, plus they want to ensure that, you know, there is a, a revenue leakage, uh, which is there right now, which they want to plug, then it's not a wrong thing. Plus, of course, I think in a country like India, and in fact, many other countries, the anonymity, which a cryptocurrency, uh, you know, brings to the table, uh, especially for terrorist financing, is something that any government will be concerned about. Right. So, if the if the government wants to put controls around this, then you know I think they are well within their right because you talked about tax. I mean, if there are people who are earning out of it and they don't want to pay tax, then I don't see why the government can't put uh, you know some kind of controls uh, around it. I also feel very strongly that you know, especially in new technology, something like what we are talking about here more discussion and debate around this area will only help. It's not going to be a negative thing. And uh, I'll just end this one with, uh, you know, a quote by someone called Victor Hugo, who actually, I don't know whether he was a French poet or, or writer, but uh, he had said that nothing is more powerful than an idea whose time has come. So if the blockchain or even the crypto's time has come, then these debates and government uh, interventions, etc., will only make it stronger, not weaker. Sure, sure. Uh, thank you, Pati. Thank you for talking to us. Not at all. Good fun. Thank you, Abhinav. Bye-bye. Bye. That's it for today. If you have any questions, you can write to us at mintmoney at theritlimin.com. If you want me to cover any specific topic, DM me at Abhinavcall on Twitter. To stay updated on this podcast, follow HD Smartcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube and LinkedIn. To listen to more such podcasts, log on to hdsmartcast.com और सुनो नए नजरिए से दिस वॉज अ मिंट प्रोडक्शन प्रॉट यू बाय एच टी स्मार्ट कास्ट एच टी स्मार्ट कास्ट